from the city that has always been the epicenter of music. The established, the current, and the risers of the true soul of Memphis. This is the Memphis Reverb. Don't call it a sequel, but mm, it's a part two. And I love this because that's kind of how most Greek tragedies kind of go, really. And we're talking the little Greek tragedy with Brian Link from the Icarus Plan. We're also talking about all that new music. This whole process. How does this even happen? Like, you guys are weird. I'm sorry. (laughs) We unpack it all, plus a really cool top five we break the mold of, and and it's just a whole thing. Uh, Let's get into this. Let's do it. Sending vibes for generations. This is the Memphis Reverb. Well, this is exciting uh, because you were mentioned uh, like eight or nine times in the first part with Ed Harris and like Beetlejuice, you show up. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Now Brian you have to get rid of me. Uh, man, I, I have so many questions for you because uh, when Ed was talking about this whole process with the Hickers plan and everything like that, it was like, you mean to tell me that what now? How the hell is this? What, what sorcery is this? You yeah. know what I mean? And then uh, he was also pushing a lot of buck on you. Perfect. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I, the buck stops here, pal. All right. Fine. All right. Bring it. Uh, so I'm going to start it out with the first question, and my yeah. nerd self like immediately uh, got giddy and gleefully happy when Icarus was blo- brought yeah. up. Now that's such a great, you know, tragedy uh, story. It, yeah. What What is it about the Icarus that you were like, you know what, we're naming a band after? Icarus. So I, I love I love Greek I love mythology. Okay. Um, I like just the, any anything that really whether it's religion or mythology. I just enjoy. The storages, uh, the stories, the 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 messages underneath, whatever. With Icarus specifically, it, it's sort of twofold for me. Um, like the story between Daedalus and Icarus, right? Their yeah. relationship and just how tormented, you know, going through the island and getting away. And for those of you out there, you have no <laughs> idea how excited this makes me that like, you actually know the like freaking. Everybody story. just turned the shit off. <laughs> but but for me, no, this is perfect this. for us. Yes, but no, I mean, this is totally just A and B, right? So now. like, I'm 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 a father, and like, so I can tap into the the just the tragic nature of that relationship, just trying yeah. to get out of something. And then, you know, just having this uncontrollable need to want to go further and farther. And then also from the father's perspective, wanting to hold people back and be more governed. Right. And so, you know, there's a little bit of that going on with the way that we write or the way that I pour just my experiences into the stories we tell. But then with the Icarus plan specifically, it was twofold. One, you said in the beginning, right? Like this shouldn't work. Yeah. You know, like, like this is something that like it, well inherently it hasn't in the past yeah you it, know what I mean it, it w- there has been times like with the uh, that band the Postal Service right sure. uh, came out eons ago and, and it worked then well we still have time to fail so I'm, I'm <laughs> working on it it's working it's working right now right. and 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 that's I see I think something that's inherently really cool going back to the, to the years did, did you play God of War the new God of War then yeah 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 man I loved it it's so good and and, and as a dad we I mean I remember playing it in like 2003 and you're like oh this is fun just oh yeah up, I would have just been like oh, those kids in my way and now I'm like crying yeah <laughs> like oh my god it's gonna be okay teach him how to shoot dad but no I mean you know just the idea of like you know the, this impossible setup this mm-hmm. whether you think about the the correlation back to COVID and sort of dealing with this new reality and the way that we decided to write the stories we want to tell whether yeah. or not this music's even accessible to people anymore we're right. like let's just do it and then we'll go as far as we can mm-hmm. until those 
those feathers melt. Like I, I, you know, that's just the, that's the move. Well, that process, did COVID actually help that process a little bit? Because everything kind of became more accessible, at least in that regard where you're yeah. sending stuff more and you're meeting more online and stuff like that. Did, I mean, it didn't hurt, right? Yeah, it did. Well, I mean, it didn't hurt. Well, I, you know, it, it's interesting, right? Because I think for COVID for me, it, it probably created a lot more anxiety, mm. which then is spilled over into this musical outlet, right? So <laughs> right. every single, like each song that we put out is just some type of pathos for something I'm going through. Like, <laughs> and so this is my catharsis. So if it sucks for you, I apologize. It's yeah, great for me. Great for but, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it helped in the sense that we've always talked about, Hey, let's do something again at some point. Right. And we're like, well, you know, I'm over here, I'm in Portland, or I'm in Atlanta, or I'm, I'm not in Memphis or whatever, so it doesn't well, make sense. Well, and the reason for that is maybe because you felt like there was something left undone from the, from the last time? Or? It's just, we just, you know, you don't want to ever walk away from a thing you love, mm-hmm. you know? But then it's also tough to to go back in. You're like, I'm not going to go start in the garage again. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's hard. These, these relationships are hard. But when you have something that works and you have something that, like, you know, you can continue to, to find value in, like, why not? Go mm-hmm. back to that. And then this COVID thing, if anything, having permission to enjoy something and to still create and have an outlet is is something that's been incredible for, for me and I think for us. Yeah. And really, it just, you know, it, it got us off of our ass to the point where we're like, hey, let's just do the thing we said we were going to do at some yeah. point. And rather it being, it being like a bucket list, it's just let's just do it. You said about going back and starting yeah. over and, and stuff like that. But is it ever really starting over? Because you know, yeah. you know what pitfalls are going to happen along the way. Depends on what you want out of it, right? I mean, okay. if I was going to start a group and go like try to go chase a record deal or whatever that even means nowadays, right. then yeah, you're starting over and you're trying to sort of emulate a pattern that existed before. Right. But that's not the move, right? Like mm-hmm. for us, it is a continuation, but I think you have to both, you know, everybody has to go and feeling that, yeah. right? If everybody's on the same page and saying like, well, there's somebody here that's looking to chase this different thing. Right. And it doesn't work or and it won't I, and, work. At well, some point. and I asked Ed that is, is, you know, having that record deal, is that the way to go? You yeah. know, is that the MO, you know, MO for this yeah. project? And, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to say, listen, if, if somebody wants to come around and, and try to make this easier on us, then I'll, I'll certainly uh, consider you it. You guys have this scripted out, man. Yeah. <laughs> you guys need to stop hanging out because that yeah. was, you know, a textbook from what Ed said. So, but yeah, I mean, I mean, if it happens, it happens. If it happens, it happens. But it's nothing that like I it could never happen. And I don't care. We could only have there could be five people in this world that care to listen to this and they could all be related to me and I wouldn't care because it's not, it's not for them. You know, we're not related, but my hands up. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, you know, if, if people connect with something you do, then like that's, that's awesome, but that's a bonus, right? It's almost mm-hmm. like, this feels like a therapy session, but it has to be good for you first. Yeah. And no. then from there, it's like, if the world taps into it, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, listen, music in itself is cathartic, you know, right. in, in, in many respects, you know, it could be your own music. As you said, writing out is, is sure. very therapeutic for you. But I think for us, the listener, because, and I'm never going to ask you this is what does this song mean? Where were you? And you, you know what I mean? Like, cause I don't care because what it means right. to me is all that matters, yeah. you know? And I think the listener feels the same way. Now I, I will ask you this, sure, God. how the hell does this process work? Because, you know, yeah. Ed Harris over there writing and, 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 you know, creating these melodies and all of a sudden you get it right. or, you know, like the, the scratch track, if you will. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you send back like, oh, here it is. <laughs> what? <laughs> like that yeah. doesn't work like that. So, it's a little weird. Um, it, well, it, it's cool though, right? I mean, so the way the process works, you know, and I know Ed talked about this a little bit, but, you know, he'll come up with 
some music that some idea or the song completely completely written or he's got parts or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, I love this. This is great. And then, you know, like, I think this literally happened. Uh, the, one of the last songs is like, this is the best. And by the way, this bridge is the best thing I've ever written. And I heard it. And I was like, this bridge is fucking garbage. <laughs> like, 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 like I'm never going to sing this bridge, but like, and if you think we're talking back about, about Ed behind his back, he's sitting here. So <laughs> yeah, he's, he's now wishing he wasn't here, but, right. but no, I mean like it, it works you because, assholes. but we can have that conversation. So he'll right. send it over and we'll look at it and we'll go, okay, well, what might I do here? And mm-hmm. I don't go finish it. I just, so I go like, I feel like we could try something like this and then, you know, it becomes a vibe. Mm-hmm. And then once we feel like we've got the structure there, he'll go and lay things down with uh, Dave Cowell over. It's, you know, supernova sound. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it just comes back to me to go, okay, now I, now I actually have to commit to this because we, <laughs> because it's in the studio, it's locked in. I do. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, literally I'm, I'm here this week to record more, but do you I think just, like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do you think like, oh my God, what the hell was I thinking? What, what headspace was I in? Yeah. I, said, I can tell you with all sincerity that I still am not a hundred percent sure what I'm going to record in two days. See, that's crazy to me. Are but, you a one hit, one hit, the kind of guy where, you know, one take wonder? No, I, well, I mean, I want to try to, I'm so old now. No, <laughs> but it's like, I do, I do want to try to like, I'm, I'm, I'm done this for enough time to know that if you can try to get things done right the first time, it just, it, it lets it's you do cheaper. more on the back end. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the reality is like, no, I think I like the process. And mm-hmm. so sometimes like Fools in the Edge, we recorded that and uh, it was like two hours and we were done with everything. Yeah, and and then Ed and Dave were just staring at me like, going, what just happened? <laughs> well, what and else do you want to do? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I came, I was like, I had a cool idea for this song. I think it'll be cool. Let's just go do it real quick. We yeah. did it. And, and then it was just like, okay, now we know this is going to work, which was actually the coolest thing about that song. Is just we, for a refresher, here's, here's a little sample of Fools on the Edge. So two, two and a half hours, you're done with this. Mm-hmm. And, and right. that's what we get. I mean, that's insane, right? That, yeah. You know that's n- not normally how it works, right? It's funny because there's a, there's a moment in that song uh, where I hit this really long sort of just, you know, beat. And I'm, I'm holding this note out for... Uh, this this egregious amount of time <laughs> it, it's like it's 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 more well, like, especially when you're doing it you're like yeah, why am i doing this <laughs> it's musical masturbation it's like there's no other reason why it's there other than the fact that it just sounds cool yeah but um you know it, i recorded it at my bedroom first at home and i i was like hey ed what do you think about this and i just held my phone up and he was like dude can you please just take a recording of that on your phone and send that to dave and like that's that was kind of the moment that little snippet of the song was like thing that told us all this is going to be okay Everything's going to be okay. And then recording and committing fools, you know, after we got through it, you know, we all looked at each other and said, okay, this is going to work. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but we, we now have that trust that this is going, this is going to work. Do you carve out, you you mentioned about being a dad, do you carve out time then, you know, when maybe babies are asleep and you're like, okay, now, now it's my turn to, to cut loose or or how does that even work? I mean, how is the balance there? Yeah, it's tough. You know, so I, I, I work from home. Uh, my kids were at home doing school and like, so everything, everybody's on, everybody's on top of each other. Right. Yeah. But you know, 
for me, you know, I certainly find times during the day where my family comes first and those, those guys are, are my top priority. But, you know, if the moment's available, if they're up or whatever, like I'll just go for it. Right. I love that. If they're up. <laughs> yeah. Those though, listen, as a dad, I, I'm a dad of three. Yeah. So I know those times where you're, everybody's asleep and you're like, it's really quiet in here. This is glorious. Yeah. You know, but the last thing you want to do is scream at that moment. Right. So that's <laughs> right. the, that's, that's the conundrum. I was going to ask. It was like, yeah. what, you know, do, do you then have to like seal off yourself in the closet and like hide away? Like you're doing yeah, something kinda. wrong. I mean, like I know if they're literally doing like an online class, then I probably don't need to be in the room next door, like screaming <laughs> like that. Probably not a good look. It's not easy to explain to the teachers afterwards right. what was happening at home for real. Yeah. Um, no, here's what's really happening. Yeah. This is so, and so we, we're recording an album and it's, it's a whole thing, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's okay. Cool. Nobody's tell, dying. Tell it to, the child protective service. <laughs> but yeah, that's, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you find the time, you know, right. Yeah. As a parent, you just, you find the time and you try to make it work. Right. Yeah. And so this is just another plate to spin through all of that. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Um, now, uh, we, talked about uh, a little bit of fools on the edge but you guys have new music dropping like every six week eight yeah. weeks you know and i mean it's just a lot coming out yeah. i want to turn it up <laughs> Jeez. okay <laughs> so let's talk about turning sure. that up i mean are you guys literally p- recording two and a half hours every clip or is, are some taking a little bit longer and you're yeah. like well maybe this one isn't worth it yeah, and, i mean we're and, still and do you throw some out because of that sure we're still figuring it out right and i i've we have a lot more that's ready for me to perform on that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any expectation that I'm going to leave, you know, like this week with everything done. Yeah. And that's okay. And my, every bit of expectation that like when I come back, there'll Would be you more be disappointed stuff. though. Nope. Okay. If I can come out with one song and that's all I get done, but that song is, is the way I want it to be. And, it, yeah. and it, then that I, I checked the box. Do you think, do you think it'd be disappointed? I'm looking I mean, probably. <laughs> probably. Like, I mean, you could, you could have done like three or four, right, man? Well, this is really good, but if you'd done these other. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good ad. <laughs> I mean, it's good. <laughs> but yeah, I like know. giving him crap when he's sitting right here. <laughs> the bridge to that song was really good. It was a damn good bridge. It good, guys. <laughs> You're bitter over that, aren't you? No. <laughs> One day I'll, we'll put it out and you can all be disappointed with me. Oh, oh man. See, that was it was a, it was a great bridge for somebody else's thing. Oh, no, I'm hanging. So, you know, hey, but listen, um, I, I asked that about Ed. Mm-hmm. Listen, there was there's projects that he was on before. And, yep. and I asked him, is he cherry picking a little bit from those projects? Are, are you doing the same? No. Uh, so it's interesting, right? Because. Even if he's pulling something that was from a project that predates this. And that it wasn't doing that. I'm just. Well, I mean, I mean, he actually has. Like, there's some songs that, like, you know, they've been in his head or, or on a shelf somewhere yeah. for years, maybe, right? Right. And so the cool thing is that I get to breathe life into that and it becomes a different thing. Or we get to have the dialogue that says, hey, let's try these different things. It's not like, hey, these parts suck. It's like, hey, what if we went, you know, longer here? What if we took this note here? What if we changed the vibe up here? Mm-hmm. That works. There's certainly things that probably I'm subconsciously pulling from. I'm like, sure. oh, I had this melody somewhere. Sure. But it, it, I, it's not intentional. I don't have like a body of work that I'm like, one day we can tap into this. We actually literally do have albums of material from that we never released from prior projects that, yeah. you know, we know that like if we ever hit that wall, you could always tap into those. It's easy to pivot or we go like, let's go do some cool cover or whatever else. Like yeah. there's the sky's the limit, but right now it's all been, let's just write what's new and who would you cover? Fresh. If, if that was an option, 
Yeah. Would you sit there and say, okay, we're going to stay in the box and cover this, or, or are you going to go outside the box and do something weird? Yeah. Know? I mean, probably both, right? I mean, I think, first of all, I think we're still trying to figure out what the box is. Like, mm-hmm. where, where is the box and where are we in that? What's in the um, box? I know. Right. So, uh, we did, um, you know, we, we did work up uh, a song from Radiohead, uh, Exit Music, and, you know, we thought, hey, maybe this might be cool to, to record one day. Um, but we, you know, that's, on a shelf. Um, we've talked about, I've talked about, Hey, let's do a bunch of really cool, obscure, you know, eighties pop or something like this and just sort of make it our own, strip it down. Um, you know, uh, I always appreciate if a song can be just completely broken down and it still sounds fantastic. Like mm. not only does it give it a great vibe, but it also like, you know, it, it we talked, we talked about this a little that's bit right. off mic and, and, you know, uh, I think the, the one song that brought that up for was uh, Aha. Yeah. Uh, the Take, Take On, on Me. me uh, all stripped down. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, my favorite version of that is is an acoustic plus. I think mm. they're they're starting to call that now. Whatever. It, right. And it's uh, from the MTV they were doing or VH1, you know, storyteller kind of thing. And uh, I think that's inherently true for most songs. Yeah. You know, if you can strip it down to the that whatever spine it was standing on yeah. and it's still holding and you can still pick it out and yep. people around you are humming those other, you know, side melodies. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, yeah. I enjoy that more. And for me, that doesn't mean it has to be from a certain, you know, uh, genre or whatever. It's just, if it, if it works, it works. You know, you could try to find something that's ironic. Do, right. does that then go into the back of your mind where you're like, is this going to hold up if I, if I, if we sit there and, and no, play an acoustic guitar really. kind of thing? I mean, it might in the moment, but it, it's nothing that I think about. I don't, I don't dwell on much, honestly. I, I live kind of, <laughs> musically, I live a little bit dangerously, which is completely the opposite of my normal life. But I think that's why it's working. Uh, and I want to bring up uh, the next song that you guys released. Um, trying to find the name of it. Oh yeah. The crown, the crown. That's it. I was going to call it the castle, but I was, <laughs> that's the next one. I'm kidding. <laughs> the castle, the crown is the whole thing. We're just going to build a, we'll build it in the kingdom. <laughs> it's like a whole, uh, that's right. Uh, name and, uh, what is it? Uh, like an MCU kind of thing. <laughs> that's right. We're going to build our own Icarus universe. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The ICU. I know we're going to be we just as successful think, one day. Rethink that. The ICU. The ICU. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> play with ICP. Yeah. We'll have ICU. It'd be great. <laughs> Clowns on the outside. I feel like this is going well. This is, <laughs> this just took a whole new stride. Uh, so the crown comes out and, uh, what, yeah. what's that, you know, kind of MO? Is that the same thing? Like two and a half hour little set piece and you're like, game set match or no that, that one? one took a little bit longer it, I, it, it's not that it took longer we just played with it a little bit more right like yeah. um i think i came in and we we toyed around with some cool things in the bridge um because it's a different vibe than fools on the edge yeah which is what i kind of love about it like you know the fact that it's just like it's not you know wash rinse repeat mm-hmm. you know go again I, because you hear that a lot with yep. a lot of new metal bands or mm-hmm. rock bands even sure. they get a formula down and it's very formulaic it's like okay yeah. a B and C and this is, has to fit in this criterion. It's funny. I, I smile because I, I know, I know what we have that's recorded that comes after this and it's completely different than anything we've written so far or we put out so far. And so like, I, again, we're still trying to figure out, I think what that formula is. And I think if, if you're familiar with any of the work that we've done before with like on a dead machine and things like that, like we, we've always tried to, 
deviate from whatever people might ex- have expected us to do. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And not, not because we wanted to like, that was our MO. It's just, yeah. we just, you know, I like, it's not that you sat in a room and said, Hey, okay, what is everybody else doing? We're going to do the exact opposite. No, Cause you I mean, know, it's not, I mean, it's, we didn't like reinvent music, right? We just like, we, we just did things that we felt were unexpected for ourselves that we were trying to push ourselves and see like, Hey, what would it sound like if we did, you know, we put like some country pop vibe on this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Or what would it sound like if we just went like super metal, right? Like, you know, like we've, we've done a lot <laughs> what of What is those. super metal to me? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Super metal to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I think it's working. Uh, obviously here's, here's a little bit of the metal. It, it, right. you know, fools on the edge comes out and it's, it's, it's rock, man. And mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, the crown is too, but is it like that new metal rock? I don't know. I, you know, it's yeah. Put it in a box. <laughs> Try. But, but you know, it's like, again, like fools for me without getting like super analytical about what the songs are about. Fools is a lot about it's my anxieties and sort of my inner voice, you know, and the, the things that I go through, uh, just trying to deal with your everyday situations and mm-hmm. sort of like that torment and taunt. And, and so it's me kind of like having a dialogue with myself in song form. Yeah. And then the crown is really kind of a, a love letter to my kids a little bit because, you know, I it, it go back to that dataless Nicarus conversation, mm-hmm. right? It's like you have this perspective of a parental figure that wants to put their kid in a certain box and say, here's the crown. I'm going to pass this to you. And you have this kid that says, I don't want that crown. That's not not me. me." Yeah. And like, everybody has to deal with that situation somehow. And so that, that, that's what inspired the crown. It's not, I don't ever write anything like super literally, but that's the vibe that's there. And so, and then the, the next, because if if your kids don't take up music, that's how you would feel. I don't think so. Like, I don't actually feel that way. I think for me, it's almost like I felt that way growing up. And I don't want that passed mm. to my kids, but I have this fear that that will ultimately become the thing. Because I happens. think inherently that's true. I yeah. think you know. I mean, as a dad, I'm saying, I, listen, if my kid grows up and to be in medicine yeah. and follow in the footsteps of literally everybody but daddy, that's fine. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? But if he goes into, I don't. If he goes into radio, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to steer him away from that. Honestly, right. you know, like you don't want that life. You don't right. want my life. You know, don't take up my crown. This is not what you want. Yeah, and so, I think that's that's you know, you kind of want that for your kids and you want them to go farther and whatnot, but give them wings, let them fly close to the sun. Right. But then you also like, <laughs> don't fly so close to the sun, right? Don't get, too close. get off my lawn. So it's, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's that push and pull that I think we just have. It's those human moments. And, um, you know, again, if this is nothing more than me just acknowledging, like, this is what it means to be human. And this is sort of where I'm at in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of other people that can relate on some level. Yeah. And, you know, did you push Ed to cut his lawn in two different heights? Is that, yeah, what, I, was that you? I heard that was the first time I literally found out about it. I really? listened to that hit podcast and I was like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> two heights. Two heights, two different heights. I complimented all the time on it. Everybody that walks by. See, I'm telling pretty. you. And nobody stops and says, 
Dude, did I, you miss a spot? Yeah. <laughs> did you exactly. fall asleep? Short, short fescue and tall fescue. This is where we blended together. <laughs> this is wow. dead. Uh, I'm gonna write a song about grass. Uh, well, hey, listen, uh, writing a song about anything, you guys could do it. Okay, uh, and and you know, it's not just one speed. Yep. I'm not gonna call him out too bad, but I did hear a little bit of of another song. Mm-hmm. Not ready, re- really ready yet. So I'm gonna leave it at that. But it's a completely different speed. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's not like a one trick pony kind of thing with you guys. With that being said, does that kind of go in? Like maybe Ed calls you up and is like, "Hey, listen." This is where my headspace was and you need to go there or no, no, I think it's cool. Cause we have complete trust in each other. Like he says, Hey, I'm working on a bunch of things. I think you're going to love it. And I go, great. I can't wait to hear it. Mm. And then but he doesn't set you up at all. No, like there's no, um, there's no, this is what it's about. Set up the punchline. Kind of nope. This is a melody I have in my head. It's just sort of like, here is the bed mm-hmm. and then you take it and you do your thing with it. And then how does that work in a day? Like in a day, like we live in now mm-hmm. where everybody knows the end of, you know, the, the hottest series of the Mandalorian, right? Everybody right. knows who, who the hell is coming out of the, the elevator. Yep. You know what I mean? Cause spoilers, right? How do you guys not spoil it for each other? Well, how does that work? Uh, part of it is just me. I have my, my own self-conscious <laughs> issues and like, I I'll record things and I'll re-record it and I'll throw it away until literally it's time to go like perform. Mm. Right. That's just the way my process works. So like whatever I drove in with may not even be what I would actually commit to tape. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, because I know that about me and because Ed knows about that about me, like he knows he's not going to get a whole bunch of like demos that are sent back his way for, for him to critique, which sounds super shitty and like somewhat <laughs> you know, like shady in some respects, but yeah. that's just how the process is. Right. It just, it works that way. And he has trust in me that everything's going to be okay. And then quite frankly, if we need to change it or we need to do something, we can do it here. Yeah. Right. It's better. I work better. It's like, if we're going to do feedback, then like, let's do it in the moment. That, you know, we brought up about hitting the road with this mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. What if it hits the road? Then let's hit the road. Mm-hmm. You I, willing to go back on tour and, and hey, listen, get, that, get that out there? Everybody's listen. I mean, you know, money talks. I know I got a, I got a, I got a job, but <laughs> I can have another job. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the deal, right? I think if it makes sense and I'd be happy to do it. I, I love playing. I love performing, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't like all of the, the bits that the other 23 hours in between, but right. I, but I love that, that hour or whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's, there's nothing like it if you haven't done it. You know, I think it's incredible, but it's work. It's yeah. a lot of work and it, and it, you know, it's hard. And so I'm not, am I wanting to go throw back into the back of a, a van and go drive around for, you know, aimlessly and hope people show up. Right. Like, that sucks. And I don't know that that's required anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what this looks like on the other side of this whole pandemic thing anyway. So right. like for me, it's like, if we can try to write a playbook that works for us, and then if other people can tap into that and see, oh, well, there's a proof point now we can go and prove upon that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Or let us show you all the things that don't work. Don't work. Right? And, <laughs> like, and this is what not to do. Yeah. I mean, like, that's kind of where we're at. But it's, again, it's there's no point in here where we're like, hey, our goal is this many followers, streams, sales, whatever. Right. It's just yeah. this is we're just doing it because we like to do it. If you want to go listen to all of it, and I highly recommend that you do, go to theacresplan.com. Um, and also on their social medias, they are at the Acres Plan. And um, it's good stuff. That's all I'm going to say. Speaking of good stuff, uh, we, we talked a little bit about the the, the five songs and, and the countdown and stuff like that and how weird this these things get. Uh, we're going to jump into yours, plus what other stuff you guys got coming out next. Hang on. Got it. This is the Memphis Reverb. From pitch to the center circle studio, 
Tim Van Horn goes studs up into the soccer world where no one is safe. Check out the latest episodes at my3subspodcast.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Made in Memphis. This is the Memphis Reverb. Oh, man, my favorite part of the show. Well, I I mean, I have many favorite parts of the show. Anyway, I'll I'll shut up and get out of the way because uh, Brian Lake has got a top five uh, countdown to get to. And I, for one, am super excited about this because, you know, it just gets random a little bit. Well, here we go. Let's do it. We're counting them down. Countdown. All right. I I don't think I know you enough to call you Linky, but uh, here, let's do this thing, shall we? In at number five, a little bit of Architects Animals. a video like that yeah i don't know why i i, I feel like and 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 i talked a little bit about mm-hmm. videos and stuff like that what's in, in in the back of your mind what what does a video for the icarus plan look like yeah i don't know you know i think for me the way i look at it is hey we're not touring everywhere we're not playing a ton of shows everywhere so what i really want to do is try to build as uh, like an experience around it mm-hmm. right so the first thing we did with with fools was it's in footage you know from the studio so it's almost like a proof of life moment like they really are <laughs> we're really here we exist right you know and and that that works but i think going forward i would love to try to lean into anything that feels you know somewhat artistic it doesn't have to be gratuitous i don't even have to be on it like i don't care like i just want it to feel like we're we're painting a bit of a picture together right? yeah yeah so. i could almost see like a nine inch nails kind of thing with the, mm-hmm. the claymation kind of thing i, I know they they kind of went weird with it i, I like it yeah, it was weird i dig it uh speaking of weird i love these guys they are uh super cool silver sun pickups the royal wheat in at number four That, that Silver Sun pickups actually reminds me of uh, surgery post-op. So when, <laughs> as, as random as it is, I had to have sinus surgery because I was in a car wreck and it broke my orbital bone. And the entire way home, when my wife was driving me home, uh, I played uh, a different Silver Sun pickups on catch and release, yeah. literally on repeat. And I wouldn't get past. I would only do Why? the first 45 seconds because I was so high out of my oh, mind okay. that like I just needed to hear the first 45 seconds. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> And like, I don't think we were allowed to play that song anymore, honestly. (laughs) She's like, you're cut off. You're cut off or you're going to have to find a different partner in this. (laughs) I love this. Uh, Number three, Thrice Hurricane. Man, so speaking of playing out, right? Thrice, this is the, you know, the last show that Ed and I played together, we opened for Thrice. And yeah. it was just, we love those guys. It was a very different 
tour for them. I think it was Vihesu, but it was, uh, those guys are incredible. Have they reached out at all? No, forget it. They don't know we exist. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> they're probably like on the back and they're like, all right, we'll, we'll let them, we'll, we'll, we, we, yeah, I, I don't want to give my number to those guys. <laughs> and I feel like answer calls all night. I just can't deal with it. Like Dustin, stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go Continuing on in the countdown And this is where things go A little sideways I think for us And at number two Jimmy Eat World What? 23 What is it? What is so it? good? Yeah. First off, so is it a guilty pleasure for Jimmy Eat World or some songs are right? Like so, like um, sweetness in the middle, the middle, yeah. Were hey, don't write your name down. So like, oh the, my god, this those is songs are fun because I when my when my uh, when my son was born, we used to play those two songs on repeat mm-hmm. because it would annoy him. Like he, yeah. he couldn't stand it. He ended up loving them later. But it, like, so for me as a new father, I'm like, this is great. I have a new toy. I could just play, play this song and watch him freak out. Yeah. It's like winding a string. Um, and then 23 is just an incredible song. I mean, it's like 90 minutes long or something like that, yeah. but it just builds and builds and builds. And it's just this epic sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I love those guys. I, I love Jimmy. World. I listen, I'm not mad. I'm just saying Jimmy world. I didn't peg you for a Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You're disappointed. Uh, <laughs> and a number one failure, another space song. Sonic songs. They're so good. Yeah. Failure no, is now. Failure is incredible. They're they're one of those bands that like, you know, you have like these bands that become like mile markers of mm-hmm. your of your life. Oh, you know? totally. Like, yeah. Like this is a place where this is definitive for me in some way, shape, or form. And failure is that band where it, no matter how old I am, they will have a significance that I, I, I can't really even really explain well. Yeah. They're just, uh, they're, no, they're I, I'm, I'm totally on, on board with that. Cause I mean, I'll put on some albums and you're like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. You just sink into it and you're like, oh, this is fit. I mean, you know, depending on what it is, maybe it's a great thing. Maybe it's a terrible thing. You yeah, should avoid those right, songs. But right. Now, those two. Uh, we're going to go. This is the first time we're ever going to do this as a bonus inside the, the yes. top five because breaking I breaking norms. Listen, man, we, you brought this up, so I blame you. You brought this up inside the. the Told you we this talking. shouldn't work, <laughs> and it does. I love Speaking it. of spines that stand on their own, and that should not have happened. Yeah, uh, Aha's take on me, and and we we have to do it as a bonus. Let's do uh, it. It's it's from the 2017. So this isn't the MTV unplugged one. No, that you can find like. Everywhere because MTV no. is pushing it. No, this one is the 2017 acoustic. Uh, who knew he had a, such a great voice? Oh my god! He's up there too. Oh, I can't even. It's too early. <laughs> he's like, what? I see. He, he, he doesn't go for that. He doesn't one. want to go to this one. To he's one. Like, I, I might, I might fail here. Yeah, and and I think you know performers know that. You're like, oh, yeah. when I was in the studio, what was I thinking? You know, Listen, I, th- I saw Kansas uh, like not too long ago. And it was yeah. like they regret every minute of that key of 
E minor. Oh, you know, they should have written it down in like G. That's the thing. <laughs> when you asked me earlier, like, hey, what about taking this thing on the road? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. We're hitting some weird stuff in the studio. I'm not sure. <laughs> Anytime we've played, like anybody that knows us, like from the day, like, you know, uh, there would be moments where my voice is shot. It's the end of the show that people want to hear like Chemical Sunrise. I'm like, this is the part where I'm going to invite people on stage to yeah, sing with me. Yeah, right. It's like, no. Oh, that's that's the new slick move. 100%. You know, Dave Grohl, we, we see him through you. Billy Joe, we see through you. you <laughs> Absolutely. Know? Yeah, you get these kids to, up there to, to sing and, yeah. and play that stuff. I couldn't wait. Yeah. Come on. Maybe you guys uh, do like the, um, oh gosh, what was that band? The Gorillas. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they would perform with puppets. You know, and it was a bunch of different people. Yeah. But you never knew if it was the same people performing. It's like Mr. Bungle. Masks. Yeah. Everybody's wearing masks or Slipknot. Except for on Halloween. Yeah. And they're all just regular people. <laughs> right. They're, they're, they're <clears throat> but yeah. Slipknot, you know, you never like know it. if it's the same guy. Of course, you kind of know if it's yes, Corey it's or not. It's probably the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys don't have anything else to do. Yeah. Right. I mean, Corey's got plenty to do. Now that he's releasing the solo stuff. Absolutely. But anyway, yeah, so there you go. Your top five. All right. What can we expect next? I I know we have new music coming out every six weeks as you want to push it out harder, faster, stronger. What's the new one that's coming out now? Uh, I don't know. TBD. So we'll see how this week goes. There's a a few that we have in the pipeline, but we'll we'll be sure to let everybody know as soon as we do. Um, What you can expect is we're going to keep making music. We're going to keep releasing it. Um, I, I love that you know we've got a bunch of folks that want to work with us and, and do like remixes of our songs and do some you know some collaborative stuff so as long as those calls keep coming we'll still be putting out other like we have another version of Fools in the Edge that we can't re- wait to release it's completely different than what we've released wow so a remix already I know right it's so it, it, who it's, calls you up when you get a call like hey I want to remix your song you, this is why does I, it hurt a little I bit I can't You're give like, people our numbers you know we're talking about thrice I can't <laughs> does, it, does it make it but though yeah. you know when somebody's like hey man I'm gonna remix your song you're like the hell was wrong with it in the first place do you no. get a little defensive with it not at all okay. I love it I mean it, first of all I, it's something that we've never really explored before but it, you know anytime you take I mean what's the difference like earlier we talked about covers right like True. it would just be my reinterpretation of that person's song mm-hmm. so there are some folks like Prince was famous for like not wanting people to touch his stuff yeah right Right. but the reality is like I don't care like if you can take something <laughs> that we do and and make it different make it yours mm-hmm. improve on it like okay you mean to tell me that we're not going to find a Brian bunker somewhere like underground you know cave of that's a different question oh, though. Okay. there might be a bunker a mass 30 million songs unreleased <laughs> oh there's probably like a like a just a treasure trove of stuff that will never see the light of day yeah for sure and but it shouldn't though people are gonna find that and be like this is he was right this is, <laughs> this is garbage <laughs> this should have been locked away yeah. um anyway listen uh brian best of luck to you and ed and the entire project that you guys got going um i i'm a huge fan of this so anytime that you guys want to push something you just let me know awesome you know, we'll talk about it anyway the acres plan uh go check it out acresplan.com and all the social media ventures and avenues and all the good stuff because it is worth it this is the memphis reverb peace and love the memphis reverb podcast hosted by brody scott recorded produced and edited by brody scott like and follow us on your favorite social media at memphis reverb if you'd like to be featured on the show, just email us at memphisreverb at gmail.com. Find more episodes by searching Memphis Reverb. This is a Brody Scott production. Daddy, Daddy.